You're listening to the Centre Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message, recorded live from our Brighton campus. Well, it's fantastic to see your lovely faces again tonight. And uh, yeah, I'm excited about what God's been doing uh, the last few weeks through these heart attributes of the church. And and really, at the end of the day, um, these heart attributes are what we read in the scriptures, right? They're definitely the heart attributes that we want to be uh, living uh, and following after and doing, but um, they are heart attributes of the scriptures, and so we're just, you know, as we've been talking about imitating Christ uh, as leadership, we want to imitate Christ in, in, in all things as well. And so, yeah, so um, as, as mentioned in the uh, amazing notices, once again, um, gotta love Got to love those times. I love it. It's great. Um, yeah, with this, with this whole overflow, these heart attributes, uh, even our first week, we, we talked about um, having beautiful feet, right? We talked about being people that would go, and, uh, and not just locally, but that we would go globally as well. And, uh, and the whole idea was, was that... that that what we bring to people would be would be something that that they would really, in a sense, appreciate that they would really need, and so that we would have beautiful feet. Uh, the other the other thing that we've talked about was about growing and maturing, being disciples, uh, not just simply being disciples, but making disciples, and uh, and being being uh, I guess just growing and just imitating Christ and following His ways and and not remaining where we're at, but pursuing everything that he has, and so that we're growing and we're maturing in the ways of the Lord. And uh, and then um, last week we did talk about really that, the whole idea of serving, that we would be a church, that everybody would play their part, that everybody would say, I have this talent, I have this gift that God has given me, and I, I want to use that for the glory of God through this through this church in Brighton, in Kemptown, uh, and, and in the surrounding area. And so we talked about serving, playing our part. We want everybody, our desires for everybody to be plugged in. Everybody like doing their part. And that's, that's our heart. And so uh, today is, it's about encountering. Heart attribute of this church is encountering Holy Spirit. That is, that's truly our desire. And, and uh, as Chris had mentioned, you know, it's Pentecost Sunday. We did not plan it this way, um, though we should have known that. Um, we just, it just worked out really well, and, and that's cool. And so, but encountering Holy Spirit, we want to be a church that, that just craves Holy Spirit to be flowing in us and through us. And, uh, and that's our, that's our real, that's our desire. You know, Peter and John in Acts, in Acts, uh, 1, or Acts 2, I guess, and probably, enough, uh, you know, another about 109 or so people and disciples, were up and they're in the upper room, and uh, they 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 went there and and they received the Holy Spirit, and uh, and really in that moment they were obeying the last words that Christ gave them, the last words, right? And uh, in Acts one eight, up on the screen, it's there for you. It is not for you to know the times and dates the Father has set by His own authority, but you will receive power. When the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And even a few scriptures just before that, 
It says, For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. I think of just the anticipation that was going on in, in their hearts. You know, there's some exciting times ahead. And I think as Christians, we want to be anticipating what God has for us. And so they, they would have been anticipating something very exciting. And so he's like, you'll be my witnesses when the Holy Spirit comes upon you in, in these areas. And then in Acts 2-4, it happens, right? When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in tongues as the Spirit enabled them. You know, this wasn't, this wasn't a strange or weird event. This was an unusual event, which we've been using that word a little bit uh, the last few weeks. It was an unusual event, but it wasn't strange or weird. It was a supernatural act of God. It was, it was this amazing event that took place. And it was prophesied some 850 years before this time. It was, it was something, um, that, that God had planned. And this was the, the pouring out, the initial pouring out of the Holy Spirit on these people. And, you know, I'm, you know, sometimes when we read the scriptures, we can get caught up in this thing thinking, oh, well, that was for then. And maybe not for now, but I'm here to tell us tonight that this, this, this is for today. Holy Spirit, we want to, we want Holy Spirit to be flowing in and through us today so that we can do the works that God has called us to do. You know, when I was 22, um, I was at a camp meeting and, uh, I had just given my heart to the Lord and, and it was about two or three nights later, I, I went to the front and I said, Lord, I just want everything that you have for me. I remember this guy praying for me and, uh, I remember just standing there, Holy Spirit, yeah, uh, I don't know what this is going to look like, but I'm open to what you have. And that was the first, my first moment of, of that initial outpouring of the Holy Spirit where I was filled and began to speak in tongues. And it was the most amazing, the most amazing encounter I've ever had with the Lord. And, and it was, it, at first it just was a, just a few little syllables that were kind of strange. And over time it just became uh, more and more where I just became comfortable with what the Lord was doing in my heart and, and speaking in tongues. It was it was cool. I remember actually when I was at camp once. I was thirteen and uh, and I was with a friend and he he ended up getting filled with the Holy Spirit and I did it and I remember being really mad at him. I was like, how how dare you get filled with the Holy Spirit and I didn't. But you know God has perfect timing to pour out His gifts on on His people and uh, and I just trust that God knew knew what he needed to do in my heart. And I remember, like I say, when I was 22, I could, I could tell you exactly in more details now if, if, you know, if we had time. But it was such an amazing, amazing encounter. I began to speak a language I had not learned, but it was given to me by, by God. And it was really cool. You know, again, in Acts 1.8, as we read a second ago, it's like, when the Holy Spirit comes on you, you will be my witnesses in Brighton in East Sussex, and in the UK, and the entire world. That's why he wants to pour out his spirit so that we would be his witnesses in this area that we've all been called to. God's plan and desire from the beginning of time was for followers of Jesus um, to be filled with his power, not so that we could join together for a couple of hours on a Sunday evening, though 
he wants to do a work in this place as well. But he, he wants us to take what we have freely given out to our community so that others can experience the love of God, so that others can experience the power of the Holy Spirit working in and through our lives. That's what he wants to do. In the book of Acts, chapter 3 and 4, we we read about um, Peter and John moving in the power of the Holy Spirit. And they would have, uh, um, as we read a few moments ago in in Acts 2 and 4, they would have um, been filled with the Holy Spirit in that upper room where they were all together, gathered together, waiting for for this promise of the Holy Spirit. So they would have been filled with the Holy Spirit. And uh, without going into those, you know, reading through the entire chapter 3 and 4 of Acts, we see that, that... that um, Peter and John one day are going to the temple to pray. And uh, in this particular day, instead of going to, to pray, maybe, and, and seek God, and I don't know what that really looked like, they saw a man that was carried to this temple called Beautiful every single day. And he was a crippled man, and he was sitting there. And every day they would have walked past him, they would have seen this man. And, and I believe... That's the difference, is this day they went, but they were filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, and they saw that day, we need to stop and we need to do something. So instead of just going and, and praying and, and worshiping God, they, they thought, you know what, today we're going to pray for this man. And I think most of you know in that particular case, they, 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 they said, silver and gold we do not have but what I give to you. In the name of Jesus, rise and walk. And this man jumps to his feet. I mean, just an amazing thing. I mean, they could have just walked by, even though they were filled with the Holy Spirit. They could have just walked by, right? But they didn't. This time they decided, no, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna see if this Holy Spirit thing actually works. We're gonna take, we're gonna take a step. And I think for them, it would have been a huge, huge step to kind of go, today we're gonna do this different, right? I think in our lives, it's like God calls us to sometimes do it a little bit different, to live life a little bit different. When we are filled with the Holy Spirit, he, he wants us to do things a bit different for his name and trust him that, that, that amazing things will take place. But we need to step out in that. Um, this obviously caught people's attention, right? I mean, for years, perhaps, this man was brought to that place. And for this day, it all changed, right? Everything changed. And so Peter then explains to the people that this is not the work of of man, but this is the work of God. Because, I mean, I think most likely if you were to go on the street tomorrow and began to pray for somebody and something amazing happened, people would probably look to you, that you have some power or something going on in your life. But immediately they're, they're able to say, this is not the work of man, but this is the work of God. That this is, that this is God working through us for his glory. That this was the work of Christ. That this was the work of the one you handed over to be killed, but God raised him from the dead. That's what they begin to talk in these chapters 3 and 4. They're letting them know, this is, this is what's going on. And, uh, and, and they begin to say, we, we witnessed his resurrection. And, and, and this is legit stuff. He's now, they, they were saying, he's now seated with God in heaven. But, he's, but he sent the Holy Spirit to for us to continue the work that he began. That's why Holy Spirit is here, so he can advance the cause of Christ. That's why we're filled with the Holy Spirit, so we can step out and advance the cause of Christ, so we can imitate him and do the things that he's called us to do. 
they begin, they continue to say, by faith in the name of Jesus, this man was made strong and he was healed. They're explaining what's going on. And then after, Peter points out that you can't keep God down, right? It's kind of, you can't, you can't keep a living God down. You can't, he's, he's undefeatable. And, uh, and so, amazing things are taking place. He then begins to share what one must do to receive Christ, because all of a sudden they're getting very curious about what's going on and, you know, how can we be a part of this, right? I mean, it, it draws a crowd. I believe when we step out of the Holy Spirit and begin to do things, it, it's going to draw a crowd because people are going to see that these are no ordinary people, but these are people that are that are walking in the power of the Holy Spirit. And they may not get that right away, but they'll, we can explain that to them, that this is that this is God, this is Holy Spirit working through our lives. I mean, imagine, it would be pretty, pretty exciting. This becomes an issue quickly, though, as we see in the Scriptures, uh, to those that were in opposition to, to Jesus. And so, fairly quickly, Peter and John are arrested, and uh, they're put in jail. But even in this, there was enough word out that, that there, the number of those that gave their hearts to, to Christ went from 3,000 to 5,000. I and mean, it's just like in a few days, there is just thousands of people accepting Christ because they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to step out in the things that God had called them to. Then the next day, it's decided that Peter and John should be released um, because because they realize that, that what, they, what they're doing is really not that harmful. You know, they thought that this was going to be a really bad, negative thing, but they're realizing, actually, this is, this is actually not very har- harmful. Those in authority recognize that there really isn't anything that they could do to stop them. And it's interesting in that, in that passage of Scripture where, where they try to get them to stop, but Peter and John are just like, no, we can't, we can't stop. We're going to keep doing what God's called us to do. There, there may be opposition, but we're going to keep going. We're going to keep speaking about what God is doing in and through our lives. And uh, we just can't, we're just not going to wait around. We're, we're going to keep going. And then in verse 23 of Acts 4, it says, On their release, they went back to their own people and reported what had happened. And uh, I love the response of the people in this particular case. Instead of, instead of complaining, instead of getting angry with what was going on, um, instead of saying this just isn't fair, you stepped out and then, then some, some trials happened. They, they, they weren't, oh, this is way too hard. They didn't give up. What they do immediately is they begin to worship and thank God. It's like they, they're, they're filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. They step out. It, it doesn't come easy, but they just keep moving forward, trusting God, uh, praying for people, believing for healing believing for all these amazing things. And, uh, and, when, and when there are some difficulties, when there are some challenges, they don't complain, but they just go, God, thank you. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for, for, for healing lives. Thank you. They just, I just think in my own life, when, when challenges come sometimes, that's not my first response. It's not, oh, thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. Thank you that that person, when I went over to them and talked to them about you, and they just kind of like, ignored me. That, my response isn't, oh, thank you, Lord. My response is, oh, man, this is challenging. Oh, man, this is difficult. Oh, man, I don't know if I want to do that again. I don't like being rejected. And, uh, but these, these, these guys, they were all about, let's just worship. Let's thank God for what he's doing. 
verse 29 to 31 in Acts 4, it says, this is their prayer. Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform miraculous signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. After they had prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. The challenges they were facing did not become obstacles, but opportunities to proclaim that all things are possible for believers through the Holy Spirit. It's like they, they, the obstacles became opportunities. And sometimes we see obstacles as, as things that, uh, how are we going to even, you know, how are we going to do this? But they saw them as opportunities. Acts 2.4, as we read earlier, was the initial pouring out of the Holy Spirit. And then in this passage, there is a, a fresh filling of the Holy Spirit. It's, it's this, 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 this whole concept that we need as believers to be continually filled with Holy Spirit. Um, I experienced the initial, as I said, initial uh, filling of the Holy Spirit when I was 22. But the Bible's clear we need to daily be filled with His Spirit so that we can do the things that He's called us to do. So we, we can daily uh, know that we're empowered to step out in boldness and, and encourage. You know, um, as I've talked a number of times about running marathons and different things like that, um, when I run marathons, I, I drink this electrolyte drink. And, um, and I drink it at certain times throughout the race. And um, because when your body's exerting itself, it needs to be replenished to keep going. Right? It's kind of like food. I mean, if you, if you go a day without food, you can manage. But at the end of the day, you're feeling a little bit sluggish. And you need food to kind of keep going. You need water. But when I'm, when I'm running marathons, I, like I say, I, I drink this electrolyte drink to kind of keep me going. Because it refuels me. It, it, it gives me that energy that I need to keep going strong. To keep moving forward. To, you know, to finish, to finish the race strong. And as followers of Christ, we need to, to initially receive the, the gift of the Holy Spirit. And then we need to be regularly filled. You know, in, in the race, it's like, I guess for me in my race, I know that at certain points, you know, nine kilometers, 18 kilometers, I, I do it very strategically. I think in our, in our walk with the Lord, asking Him to fill us with the Holy Spirit, you know, I think it's a good idea for it to be strategic, just daily saying, God, fill me today, fill me today. But I think as believers, we need to really be in a place where we just, maybe it's not every day, but, you know, every few days we're saying, oh yeah, I may have forgot today, empower me, Holy Spirit, but I need you to, to flow through me, Lord. Um, we need to regularly replenish ourselves with God's Spirit. When I run, I want to finish strong. That's always my desire. I want to be able to whip through that finish line at the end. Yes, I'll be tired, but I want to finish strong. And as I live for God, I don't want to, to, to simply move in a little bit of Him. I want to move in everything that He has for me. And I've fallen short all the time. I... There's many times where I'm like, I know that if I would have just, you know, not necessarily spent more time with him in this moment, then I would have been more powerful in, you know, in that moment. But I just know that I need every little bit of him. And I know that that comes when I just surrender myself completely to the Holy Spirit every day and just say, lead me, guide me, direct me, 
you know, fill me so that I can, I can, you know, do what you've called me to do. Um, Peter and John in verse 29 said, enable your servants. In other words, we need you, Holy Spirit, because you're the one that empowers us. Enable your servants. I, I, I pray that that would just be even that word, that you would just say, enable me, Holy Spirit, every day to do what you've called me to do. Because we, we are unable to do the things that God has called us to do without Holy Spirit. It's just, it's not possible. When I look out beyond, you know, outside of these four walls and into the streets of Brighton and to the different areas that I go throughout the week, it's like I cannot in any way um, do what God's called me to do if he's not flowing through me. It's like you may as well not even try because it's just like it's hopeless without him. And, uh, and so we want to we wanna be people that are just say that just yield to Holy Spirit, say, enable me to do what you've called me to do. You know, the last few weeks we've been talking about uh, a few things, and, and we've used these words today, you know, enable, empower, encounter. See, in everything we do, it's, it's Holy Spirit and encountering Holy Spirit that is the glue that keeps everything together. It's like all of these things that we've been talk about, talking about, it's like it's only made possible when we are completely yielded to Holy Spirit. If we want to make the impact that we believe God's called us to do, it's through Holy Spirit that that's going to happen. If we want to, if we want to live the lives that he's called us to live, it's through Holy Spirit. It, it, just, it all has to completely boil down to Holy Spirit flowing through our lives. You know, we're, we're a church that's about going. We're a church that's about growing. We're a church that's about serving. And, uh, and it's Holy Spirit that empowers us to do all of these things. Um, in a few moments, we're, we're going to take a time. We want to res- uh, respond to Holy Spirit tonight. And, uh, we, we want to do that. But first, I just want to go to Acts 5. And there's an- another little bit of, uh, verses that we want to read there. Acts 5 and 12, 14 to 16. It says, the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders among the people. More and more men and women believed in the Lord and were added to their number. Like that's, that's what I want to see. That's what I want to see here, where more and more men and women are coming to Christ. I want to, I want, I want to believe for more and more men and women coming to Christ in this area as we saw in the early church. As a result, People brought the sick into the streets and led them on beds and mats so that at least Peter's shadow might fall on them or fall on some of them as he passed by. Crowds gathered also from the towns around Jerusalem, bringing their sick and those tormented by evil spirits, and all of them were healed. This is my, this is the heart of Center Church is that we would be, that we would really move in this realm. That we would move in that place. You know, we, we sometimes have many people coming to, to certain events because we're, we're hosting them. But I look forward to the day where we're, we're taking these steps of faith, where we're beginning to pray for people and, and, and people just start coming because it's the power of the Holy Spirit that's working in and through our lives. And it's just like nothing can keep them away. Jesus said in uh, 1412, and I'll be honest, I sometimes have a really hard time believing this. Okay? You know, when we read the scriptures, I tell you the truth, anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than these. Like, 
when my mind gets in the way of that particular passage, it's like, yeah, how, how is that ever going to happen? But I know that his word is truth. And so I read that and go, okay, all things, or, yeah, we will do even greater things when Holy Spirit is flowing in and through our lives. And we allow him to have complete control of our lives. Because at the end of the day, we control whether or not we want the Holy Spirit to flow through our lives. We control that. We can say yes and we can say no. He's not going to force himself on us. But he is wondering, he is, he is desiring that we would be a people that would say, yeah, Holy Spirit, we want you to flow through our lives daily. You know, when, when he says you will do even greater things than these, he was talking about what we just read in that other scripture where, where the crowds gathered and people were being healed and, 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 uh, and maybe some were being raised from the dead and, and maybe some were just coming to Christ and, I mean, so many things were happening. Evil spirits were, were being cast out. It's just like the miraculous was taking place. This is what he was talking about. This is what he was saying that you and I are able to do when we are empowered by the Holy Spirit. I mean, it's, it's crazy. The same Holy Spirit that lived in Peter and John and the others is the same Holy Spirit that we have access to today. That's the reality. That's the bottom line in all of this is that that same Holy Spirit is we have access to him today. And Jesus wants to see us filled with the Holy Spirit and moving in the power of the Holy Spirit. What we see in the life of the early church is that, that they were filled and engaged in their community. And that's what Christ wants for us. Encountering Holy Spirit is, is our heart attribute of this church. But, but not so that we, can, that we can just keep him to ourselves. But so that we would be empowered to do the works of service. What we talked about last week, about doing the works of service that God has called us to do. That is what he desires. Is that is that we would not just be a, a church that would come and, and have a really nice time together, though that's wonderful, but that we would be a, chur- a church that would go out into our community and we would just take time to pray with people and 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 uh, and just love on people and care for people and just and just... You know, just share our story with them and let them know what Christ has done in our lives. But we need Holy Spirit to do that. I know, I know me, when it's, you know, there's, there's really, it has to be Holy Spirit to give me, to give me the words, to give me the courage, to give me the boldness to take those steps. And, uh, and, and that's where Holy Spirit comes in. So, um, Tom and Dave, would you guys maybe like to come back? You know, Tyler and I want to pray for people this evening. And uh, we really, we really believe that as a as a church, we want to be, as I've been saying, that we would be filled with the Holy Spirit, and and not just for us, but for others. That we would be people that that would just that would completely one hundred percent yield to Him, and say we want we want to be used of You. We want to to go out into our community and make a difference. And that happens when we, when we just open our lives up to Holy Spirit, flowing in and through our lives. And as I said, the same Holy Spirit that was poured out just over 2,000 years ago is the same Holy Spirit that is active and wants, wants to flow in and through our lives tonight. So let's stand this evening.
Some of you may um, have not done this before, and we don't want to force anybody to do anything that they're not comfortable with. Um, but if you just close your eyes and... You know... The heart of the Father is that that we would encounter Holy Spirit. And I, I'm here to tell you that if you're going if you if you if you're having struggles, it's just continual struggle after struggle after struggle. I'm telling you, if you encounter Holy Spirit, your life can radically change. It's just the reality. It's just what he does. His, his heart for you is, is to, is to walk in that wholeness. His heart for you is to, to encounter Him and, and, and walk with Him. So tonight we, we want to pray for you and I, and I, I think what I'd like to do is, I know some of you are, I think, Maybe Tyler and I will just walk around and we'll just, we'll just, what we're going to do, and they did this in, in the, in, in the scriptures where they just went around and they just, they just prayed with people and they just put their hand on them and they just said, Holy Spirit, fill this person. Holy Spirit, do what you want to do in this person. That's, it's just what they did. And, and once again, if you are totally against us praying for you, that is just totally cool. But we want to come around and just, and just pray with you. You know, it's this way. It's not going to be just a one or two or three of you feeling maybe awkward coming to this little tiny area in front of me. But we'll just come to you tonight, and we're just going to take like five minutes or so, and just give room for Holy Spirit to do what He wants to do in our lives. Okay. And like I said, if you don't want us to pray for you, that's totally fine. Just let us know. We will not. We will not be. You know, we won't feel. Yeah, we'll just, let's go to the next person. Okay, so, and if you guys just want to play some music, just like even sing, just quieter a little bit so we can kind of, yeah, that'd be cool. Amen. So yeah, Holy Spirit, I just ask you, you've been a part of this service right from the beginning. You've been doing a work in our hearts and we, we just invite more of you right now. I pray that even in our hearts we would begin to feel something that is just, that, that we've never felt before. That we would know that even in this moment that you are just doing a work in our hearts. And, uh, and so Lord, Holy Spirit, we welcome you to just have your way in each person's life. And we pray for encounter tonight. We pray that we would just experience you tonight. We pray that tonight things would change in our hearts and in our lives, that we would leave encouraged and challenged and knowing that, that you are with us in just in a new way. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast at Centre Church. One church, passionately loving God and people in Burgess Hill and Brighton. To get the latest news or for any other information, check out our website at www.centrechurch.uk.